Welcome to the Under the Mask Podcast, where we discuss the super process behind superheroes. Not just superheroes, aliens, horror, thrillers. If you can find it on a comics page, you can find it here. Here, you'll learn how to make comics. From the initial outlines, scripts, and artwork, to printing and putting the final book in a bag and board. For many years, Bill Colomb has written his book, Kinetic, and sold thousands of copies across the nation. And now we're inviting you along for an inside look to the comics process. If you're a fan of comic books, a total process junkie, or just looking for more insight into launching your own book, you're in the right place. This is the Under the Mask Podcast, and this is Bill Colomb. Under the Mask Podcast, episode 47. My guest today is a comic book writer and also a screenwriter who has pitched series for Amazon and Netflix. My guest today is Aaron Roblevsky, the writer and creator of Enenra. Anenra is a horror story which follows a group of doctors in a race against time against a diabolical virus. Though it sounds pretty topical, Anenra actually started out as a screenplay for a television series that was pitched to Amazon and Netflix. After several rejections and a recommendation from his agent, Aaron decided to make a series into a graphic novel. Anenra is now on its fourth issue. And you can buy all four issues by going to kickstarter.com and searching Enenra in their search field. That's E-N-E-N-R-A. I'd like to introduce Aaron Roblevsky. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today. Thank you for having me. So the first thing I want to ask you, like I ask all my guests, tell us a little bit about your story. Who are you and how did you get to be with us here today? Uh, I'm Aaron. I am the writer and creator of Enenra. Originally from Scotland, uh, came over to America a couple of years ago due to work. I started writing pretty much after friends kept complaining that I basically was grilling all the films I used to watch. So they told me, well, if you can do better, write to film. And I've, you know, fell into graphic novels, um, writing, and, and I love every minute of it. It's a brilliant format. Started out as writing screenplays for uh, films and TV scripts. And luckily enough, someone mentioned Anenra would be awesome as a graphic novel. And I luckily fell into uh, the artist at uh, the same agency. And it's been brilliant. I loved every minute of it. And that's the reason why the, the issue one took so long to actually produce is because he actually he was drawing it off the actual uh tv script it wasn't actually a graphic novel script so it was a lot of go backs um suffice to say i did actually change issue two going forward to actual graphic novel script so it's a lot streamlined now compared to <laughs> at the start what was the time frame on that how long have you been writing for oh um Graphic novels, I've only, I've only just started, really. I've only been dabbling in it for a couple of years. Writing novels and screenplays, I've been probably going on five years, give or take, probably a bit longer. But yeah, I've, I've kind of really got in, involved in this graphic, the graphic novels and comics. Uh, some of the guys I've met, especially during Kickstarter campaigns, I've, uh, 
I've met so many amazing people and helpful as well. It's surprising how many people, you know, give you advice and what to do, what to not do. Um, a few guys like Luke, St- uh, Luke Stone, he gave us massive advice on the Kickstarter and even looking at the, you know, the intro video at the top, it's, you know, change this, move that to there, cut that bit out. And I think it's like a hundred times better than it, it was originally. Give us the quick pitch for Enenra and let's talk about it. Uh, it is a post and uh, kind of pre-apocalyptic story where the first kind of segment of each issue is a glimpse into the future. It follows a survivor and his companion, um, Sam, who's a smart dog. And they kind of travel in this post-apocalyptic world where there's various monsters and they have to kind of circumvent. And obviously, uh, survivors aren't especially very nice either. And then the main body of the story follows Dr. Richard Marin and his team of doctors as they deal with a virus outbreak um, when a aircraft liner lands in Heathrow airspace uh, sorry Heathrow airport and they discover the the virus inside is like cocooned part of some of the passengers some of them have died and it's a, a massive race against time to try and investigate it and stop it well, obviously they don't because the glimpse in the future at the start of each episode each issue um it kind of guides you how how we get to there I've planned it all out as a 16-issue uh, storyline. And by the 12th issue, the main body would have caught up to the future glimpses. So then the last story arc up to issue 16 will be basically them surviving and trying to get rid of the, the virus as it takes over the world. What was the initial inspiration for Anenra? Uh, it kind of began watching, you know, the usual horror films and horror TV series. And I've always, I've liked the like Walking Dead, but I've always kind of wanted to do a, a kind of take on that. But it took me a while to kind of think of a different way of doing it because it's been done so many times and different ways. And I think people are getting a bit over zombified, I suppose. Um but there is no zombies in this. There is no vampires in this. Um, so I've, I just wanted a different take on viruses. And I wanted to think about, you know, and, and that's how it evolved, really, how, uh, how a different virus could change the world. And, you know, we've, we've kind of glimpsed at it recently with the, the pandemic. It's kind of, you know, turned everyone's world upside down to one degree or another. What are you excited about with this launch? Uh, getting it made is... Luckily, I had the issue one and two from a previous Kickstarter. That was like a dream come true. Getting getting the physical copy in your hand is amazing. And I want I desperately want to continue the story. There's so much to show, so much to tell. He puts his input in it as well. Like I could write a um, a panel or a scene that I really want, but then he can come back with a suggestion and say, I think this might change it and you know make it more impactful and you know nine times out of ten because he's used to this kind of genre used to you know graphic novels like i said i'm still a newbie so his input is invaluable a lot of the times i kind of go with what he suggests as like even like the sketches and if i like it we run with it and see how it looks like in the, the final rendition and we go from there so i'm i'm really 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 w- wanting to get this 
made and continue the story. And I really hope people enjoy it, you know, um, and want to read it. If anyone's, you know, really uh, a fan of, you know, The Walking Dead, The Strain, um, Helix, um, anything like that, then I think this is uh, this graphic novel will be really, you know, right up your alley and hopefully you'll enjoy it enough to uh, keep following me and following the progress. Um, I try and give out updates as often as I can. Sometimes, you know, not much happens, you know, day in, day out, but I try and give updates most weeks, if not, you know, every other week. And I really hope people enjoy it. How did you assemble your art team? Well, well like I said before, it was um, purely because I was in it with the agency because we were shopping around uh, my TV script, trying to get it made through Netflix and Amazon. Unfortunately, it was kind of a never really kind of took hold. But the agent mentioned it would be a, a really cool a graphic novel. Um, because you know that industry is booming at the moment everyone seems to be reading graphic novels and comics um, and going from the what I've seen on Kickstarter I've backed probably at least 10 in the last couple of months because they've been amazing so yeah he the agents kind of introduced us to a couple of artists the the first two didn't really work out because they were kind of more uh, anime kind of art novel um so we kind of stumbled across each other um ezekiel introduced himself i sent him a few panels as a kind of a tester and i loved his work it was brilliant it started out as a kind of a gray uh grayscaling on the the, uh, the actual graphic novel but then every time he completed her page he would send us a little note saying yeah I've, i'm going back and redoing that one uh, and then it just kind of evolved over, pretty much over the course of the whole issues, how it turned out now with its uh, kind of colour frame. And it's, I love it. Brilliant. It has, I think it has that kind of horror palette and he gets it brilliantly. Aaron, talk to us about your process. How do you take a scene or a couple scenes and flesh it out from initial concept to final draft? Oh, uh, that takes lots of rewrites. Uh, I start off with an outline, uh, like a, a, well, really it's a treatment, like a couple of pages of the whole idea. And then I kind of leave it for a, a few days, kind of mulling over the ideas and see how it flows and what bits I need to take out. And those, you know, if those scenes are really kind of imagined work, most of them do, most of them don't. Uh, well, some of them don't. So once I've kind of got the outline kind of semi kind of uh, written out and I like the way it flows and like the storyline, how the characters interact, then I start doing the issues themselves. And that can take anything from a week to several months, depending on workload, uh, other projects, six graphic novels I'm writing at the moment. So I usually write the first issue of each one and then kind of go back and reread, uh, read through it and edit it and take things out I don't like or change it. So that's that's the best thing about the the, the broader uh, outline is that you can change things. You can move different scenes into different places pretty quickly. So I think once I usually have a the first issue written, I have a broader idea of what I want and what how 
the storyline's going to flow. What is the difference between writing for a television series and writing a comic book or graphic novel? Um, s- some things are actually quite similar, which I think helps me because I visualize it more. So I can visualize the panels and what I want visual, you know, what I want them to, to show. And it's the same with a TV script. Um, you're almost direct, you're almost directing what the, the, what the person sees on the TV or in your head anyway. Obviously, the director can change it and do different things where you're writing it as you see it. Uh, that's how I do it. So very similar, but then there's a lot, I think there's a lot more descripting and setting each panel that's different where you can you can just say a, a house or you know Joe Bloggs walks up to a, a car. You don't actually have to specify what car he walks up to unless you really want to. But in the panel, in the graphic novel, you have to be very descriptive, like you know, the 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 guy is long haired, has a ponytail. Um, you know, you have to be very more descriptive in what the panel shows rather than what the uh, TV script does. Uh, well, I'm looking over your Kickstarter right now. Uh, you're just under, it looks like 50% funded out of uh, $4,000. Yes. You're almost to 2000. Uh, you got plenty of time left on the clock. What does the future hold for you and for Enenra? Uh, for me, the, um, I have, you know, like I said, I've, I've, I've got a few projects in the pipeline. One of them is actually I'm writing right now is a samurai uh, tale, which Funnily enough, the the same artist kind of pushed, uh, kind of led me into because he uh, posted a a picture he drew on his Instagram, and it was like a samurai, and I loved it. And he basically says, "Well, write a samurai tale, and I'll draw it." <laughs> so I am. Um, and Enry itself, like I said, it's a sixteen issue storyline. The next four issues after this will be set in Hong Kong, and it kind of deals with the outbreak in China and how they deal with it. Uh, it still follows the same characters, Dr. Richard and his team, as they kind of follow the path of the, the source. So eventually you will find out where it came from and why it's so um, different than previous viruses. So it's very exciting to get this, uh, this one to four done and complete and out there. And hopefully I'll, to get a nice little fan base and who love it and want to read more. And then future Kickstarters for the next issues will be um, that much sweeter. Well, guys, if you're listening to this podcast and Enenra sounds like it's up your alley, uh, sounds like World War Z meets Outbreak with maybe a little bit of uh, Andromeda st- strain mixed into it, you can check out Enenra by going to kickstarter.com. Type Enenra, that's E-N-E-N-R-A, into their search field, and it'll pop right up. Or as always, you can just follow our link in the show notes and description below. Aaron, what have been the biggest obstacles or challenges that you faced, and how did you overcome them? Uh, the biggest obstacle with Enenra, like uh, like I said before, was the fact the first issue was purely written as for a TV script. So it was, if I remember rightly, it was... 58 pages long for an hour TV episode. So the pilot was, you know, it was for Netflix pretty much. And I had to kind of condense this into a 28 page issue, which was a task in itself. 
So bless Ezekiel, he stuck with it. He stuck with me and a lot of go-betweens, um, you know, because he was, <laughs> from the information I had, it was uh, not ideal to turn into a graphic novel at the time. But, you know, we persevered. The, issue, the first issue was brilliant. And after converting the second episode into a graphic novel script, um, it flew. Uh, I think we did it within like, two months from start to finish. So yeah, that, that was the... That was the biggest hurdle I've I've had to deal with with Enenra, and hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, where there's no wood around here. Damn it! It was uh, that is going to be the the hardest thing I have to deal with. This might be the same answer, but I also want to ask: What do you feel has been your biggest mistake creatively? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think well, to deal with Kickstarter itself is I actually had uh, my first Kickstarter failed drastically uh, i wish i could delete it purely because it was a uh, i launched it way too early and i didn't have any concepts i didn't have any um pages drawn out or anything like that it, this was for like an an anime series i've, I've written so that was a big eye-opener for for me um and learned from my mistakes and came back to kickstarter with an enra and are still learning you know there's so much you can you know so many different people you can tap into and and help as well you know i i share other people's kickstarters and they do the same for me and it's a big community and i'm loving every minute of it what has been your best moment definitely getting the books in my hand when my wife sent me the pictures of the box where they came in because uh, i work away from home i could not wait to get home <laughs> I uh, dri- drove down the well, the interstate over here. Uh, we call them motorways. Uh, I could not wait to get home to open that box and pick out those uh, those comics for the first time and start reading it. My my daughter was ecstatic as well because she couldn't wait to read it. <laughs> What's been the best advice that you've received? Uh, definitely keep going. Um, there's a lot of hurdles you go you have to overcome. Not all the no, not every Kickstarter, especially, is successful. Um, the ones that don't, you know, learn from. Um, I've had a lot of advice actually on the Kickstarter itself because initially this Kickstarter one to four was titled three and four, so it wasn't very clear that you could still actually get one and two issues in the Kickstarter. So I, you know, I went and changed the actual title itself. So for the first week, probably into two weeks. You know, I don't know how many people were put off by the fact the title only said three and four. You know, I'm always learning, always, you know, adapting, you know, really wanting to get this uh, this comic and finished and complete all 16 issues and, you know, really wanting people to enjoy it. Well, everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in to the Under the Mask podcast. If Anenra sounds like something you're interested in, go check it out. It's live on Kickstarter now through March 26th. You can support it by visiting kickstarter.com and searching Anenra. Again, that's E-N-E-N-R-A, and it'll pop right up. Aaron, where else can we find you online? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Aaron underscore W-R-O-B. Um, I'm also on Facebook as well. So you can have a, I've created a author page and an actual Anenra page as well, which you can Easily check out if you uh, hashtag Enenra. It pretty much takes you straight there. 
And we'll be sure to put all those links in the show notes and description below. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. If you know a creator that makes comic books or any other media and think they'd be a good fit for the show, drop us a line at underthemaskshow at gmail.com. You've been listening to the Under the Mask podcast with Bill Colomb. Welcome to the family. If you're a fan of comic books, a total process junkie, or just looking for more insight into launching your own book, you've found the right podcast for you. Thanks for listening, and make sure to like or leave a review, and we'd appreciate it if you'd tell a friend or two. To reach out, visit us at underthemaskpodcast.com. This has been a presentation of Why Comics. Till next time, this is the Under the Mask Podcast, signing off.